0: Hi, this is Tamika Justcoka, and I'm sitting here with uh, Jeffrey Justcoka, my husband.
1: Hi. <laughs> yeah, like you don't know me. Hi.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just want to tell people about your book. Um, it's just been released on audio, as well as it's available on Amazon. And what other platform is available on?
1: It's exclusively on Amazon. You can get it in three forms: either paperback, ebook. And now, recently,
0: an audiobook okay, and this is the audiobook that's just been released yesterday as of yesterday. yes, um congratulations, babe. thank you Uh-huh. I know that i 'm aware of the hard work that you put behind your behind the work and completing it, and you was very you was very uh, secretive about your, your what you were writing. Now, you didn't want to share it with me. You wanted to do it in a private. I understand that. I know what it is to have to relive your past and write it at the same time. I'm familiar with that, being an author myself. But um, it was interesting seeing you go through the transition and that you went through in writing the uh, memoir. Um, can you give just a little bit of insight without giving out too much?
1: Well, yes, 215 was a memoir, you know, about my life when I was age 13 to about age 29. Mm-hmm. It was just so crazy back then in that time frame. It was, it was insane. All, all I went through and all I experienced and dealt with is very harsh and painful, and, and um, just. I, I write about all that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I know. I just want to put out there that, you know, I did put a tidbit out that I'm aware that you grew up in a uh, predominantly black community being the only Caucasian. I know that had to have a profound effect on your um, mental as well as um, in your life. And you share that in your book. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yes. Um, Many of my peers, most of my peers were were black. Most of the women I dated were black, and
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: around you know it appears um, I'm around. It rubbed off on me the style, the clothes,
0: the you know yes, I that. know. And, um, and it's just a lot of people that
1: didn't didn't agree with me the way I dressed, the way I you know who I was around, friends with, who I dated, and mm-hmm. from from both sides.
0: Yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, being from Philadelphia, growing up in Philadelphia all my life. And, you know, just in general, I know how um, people can be harsh and where, where one of the harshest critics there are is uh, Philadelphia um, residents. And also as well as with the race factor being a play. Um, and then I, I see how I'm treated when I go out with our daughter who looks um, – uh, mostly European than African American or Latino. Um, I, I give a little bit of, uh, my experience of that on the YouTube channel on, of uh, uh, Philly's corner, uh, YouTube channel. And I give a little interview on, on how that affects me and how it affects me and what people do. So I understand that part as far as, um, the, uh, the, the, the problem that people give on both sides. I, I give it, I give I give that example as well. And um, I'm glad to, sh- to hear that you share that in your book. And so that is coming from both sides and it's coming from both sides in two unique ways. And it's awesome. We need that. And we also need to have more. You have a lot of therapeutic things in your book and what are some of the things that you were not uh you were plagued with? Not only you know the um uh, the uh, backlash of the racial uh, tension that you endured, but what's some of the things that may have pushed you to certain things that you went through and, and overcame? Could you give just a little bit without giving too much?
1: Okay, when I was only 13, I went through a horrible. Tragedy, witnessing a loved one get shot in the head. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. You know,
1: on New Year's one night, and that just dist- after that incident, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder right, at, uh, right, at the age right. of 13. And from from there, kind of things just kind of manifested to like um, serious anxiety right. issues, being nervous all the time, uh, being quiet all the time in public, you know, because. I had trust issues and nervousness from the anxiety so much. And, um, I was very depressed. I became very depressed back then, Mm -hmm. you know, because nobody wanted to really be friends with me as that much because I was too quiet. And I I guess I, I don't know, people took it the wrong way. Okay. And, um, didn't know what to make of me. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then as I got older... And I, you know, I did find my friends I, you know, stayed around with, you know, we got it. you know, I became like a, a young alcoholic and oh, wow. it just got worse and worse as the years went by. And, um, and just, and I even, to the point where I would, um, pop like Xanax with it and, uh, you know, smoke weed and all that stuff, just all ways of numbing this this pain and this hurt from the PTSD because I would get flashbacks and nightmares every night almost about that incident playing in my head over and over and over again. And um, I also had like a kind of like a issues with girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I've mentally abused in a relationship really bad to mm-hmm. the point where there was a point where
0: i didn't want to live anymore. Wow. And this breaks my heart here this from my husband. Um, i at, although i'm at interviewing you about your book, but it breaks my heart to hear as your wife all what you went through. Um, and but i want you to tell the people how you overcame those things because that that's a lot. That was a, that was a a mouthful. So i give give a little bit of insight without giving again too much of the book, but how did you overcome in those challenges? I, I'm aware of the strong support system you had with your family, which is definitely, um, definitely something that a person needs. is a good support system. And thank God you had that. But give me a little bit of how you overcame and are overcoming, still overcoming this transition in your life from what you endured and how you overcame those things. Can you give me a little bit without giving too much?
1: Yes. Back, back when I was at my very lowest point, I I gave up on my faith. The
0: oh, first thing I did wow. was
1: restore my faith. Yes. And, and that alone just turned things yes. around like you
0: wouldn't believe. It's like a magical wand. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. And I can't reiterate that enough this is what this podcast that I, this platform that I'm using is to let people know that, um, you know, you have to have that spiritual foundation, but I want to go back to something that you said earlier, um, that people, uh, stigmatize, uh, therapy, um, that is something you did to overcome. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more?
1: Yes, um, all because of all the, you know, anxiety and uh, depression and uh, the P- PTSD, I, I, I had to seek therapy. It was, you know, mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to, but I, I did off and on, and I finally stuck with it. You have to, you have to do it. I mean, it's, you need somebody to talk to. You can't just deal with it by yourself. Okay. you harbor so much, and, 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 and they can all be warning signs, warnings of, of, of potential suicide
0: yes absolutely now that you say that I do want to um you know reiterate on that because in an in an african in in an african-american community we tend to shun or shy away from therapy or think that a person seeing a psychiatrist got to be crazy and we're not going to open up but that is not um, that's not healthy. Um, we, 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 we come from a hard place. I understand where the stigmatized, where the stigmatism come from, evolve from a place of hardness. But the thing is, is that you do need to, um, have that support system and a part of that support system. If it involves having therapy, Absolutely. If that is what you need, you must get, and you should get, and don't feel ashamed or don't feel hesitant about doing that, because that is the very thing that can, um, save your life. It can also save other people's lives. Um, it's necessary, um, is, 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 um, encouraged on every level, um, not only spiritually, but, um. People who doesn't do not especially those who do not have that spiritual platform or that that spiritual um uh group to go to or mentor or a leader to go to or friend that can help embrace them and give them a little bit of some spirituality and help direct them into the path of, you know, seeking God and, and keep conversating with God and having that conversation with God. We can have the conversation with God, but God wants us also to seek help. Charity starts at home. You have to be able to help yourself before you can help anyone else. And helping yourself, you have to acknowledge what it is you need help with and address that. And you did so. And I congratulate and I commend you on that. And I want you to let the people know a little bit more of what they can get from your book and take away from your book.
1: You can get my life story and how crazy it was and you can get that, that there's hope.
0: yes absolutely all of
1: that you know there's always hope never lose sight of it and I'll never give up on you know,
0: Yes, never give up. Making, doing whatever it is it
1: takes to make yourself a better person and to, you
0: Your know, dreams come true.
1: But uh, yes, and um, trust me, you, you're, once you're better, it'll bring nothing but positive things to you, positive people around you. And, mm-hmm. um, but for those who doubt that they'll ever get better and don't have really that strong...
0: Strong uh, support
1: supporters or whatnot. Um, there's always the suicide prevention line, you know. You can Google it, and um, you can you don't even have to call the number, you can just chat anonymously with somebody online. You can Google suicide hotline, and um, absolutely nowadays, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always help. but is
0: there a number that we can have to um give to people just in case that you know not everyone has the uh. Um, ability to network on on the social media or plat- on the electronic platform as some of us. Some of us just old school, old to old timers just sure. need a number.
1: Sure, I mean, and, and that's fine and great. I understand that. It's um, 1-800-273-8255 Did
0: you hear that number? Could you repeat that again?
1: Yes, certainly. It's 1-800- Two, seven, three, eight, two, five, five.
0: And this is the suicide prevention hotline. And if anyone anywhere feels as though that they can't take it or they can't carry on, and we're going through a very tough time on every, in the four corners of this world, there's the coronavirus, there's, um, uh, um, the economic, the, um, uh, suppressed, there is uh, all sorts of challenges, drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, the lack of support on every level. Whatever you're going through, abuse, whether it be physical abuse, emotional abuse, domestic abuse, you call that hotline and you can talk to somebody anonymous, anonymously. Um, And I encourage that no one should have to deal with this any burden any obstacles alone and know this God is with you So don't ever feel alone. And if you don't know how to pray just go in the room and conversate with God I always say this and I will continue to say this because a lot of people like I don't know how to pray Oh, I'm so bad. The Lord won't hear me. My prayers will fall on deaf ears. No, that is a lie. That's false that's that's the furthest thing from the truth. The Lord will hear anyone. You call his name, he's there. We are the church. The church belongs in you and, and lies in you, in your heart. So you keep your faith strong. You keep believing and you trust in the Lord and you call on him. There's nothing too great or too grand that he can't handle. He created all this. He created the, every, he created the very air we breathe. He created life. He created day and night. So with that being said, if he can create all of this, your problem is minute. It may be a mountain to you, but it's nothing to God. So remember, always call on the Lord. And I'm going to give you something, as I always do. I, wanna, I, I always want somebody to walk away with something from this. And I'm going to not just give you um, 215, which is a great read. And I encourage anyone to read it because... Um, It's an awesome book and it's coming from an awesome person. I'm not saying it just because he's my husband. I'm saying it because he has... Um, he has a pure heart. He has a good heart. He doesn't want any... He's like me, huh? He doesn't want anyone to not have or not be informed or be misinformed. He wants to give you the information and the tools so that you can be able to apply them to your life and it can enhance and help your life on every level. So with that being said, check out 215 and it's spelled out.
1: The words, not the numbers. Yes. All in
0: caps. And it's a picture of on the front so that certain people, and then spell your name so that they can get it right on what's going to be, what's your penman name on the book because, again, I gave it, but it wasn't the absolute correct information. So I want you to clarify that. Can you give it?
1: Yes, my name is Jeff Jaskolka.
0: Spell it out so that they can get it right. <laughs> I know
1: my whole life you know yeah. last name but um that would be J A S K O L K A
0: yes and jeff is your pen name that your jeff- name jeff is Polka, your name is jeffrey but you're using it as no oh,
1: yeah don't nobody what he called me jeffrey except for my family yeah well we want to know <laughs> that what's on the book
0: so we know that jeff just Coca is on the book and 215 yeah, yeah, is the title. And I'll encourage everyone to check it out. And I'm going to leave you with a little spiritual footnote to go on. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. God is not going to give you anything just because you ask for it. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. He's going to supply you with your need, with do you need? Are you, he knows what you're able to handle before you even are aware of what you're able to handle. So God is not going to give you something that you cannot handle, cannot bear, and that if, he can, if you can't bear it, he's in the presence with you. And he's going to give you the strength to be able to hold on, to be able to get through that next day, to get through that next moment. To get through that door that's been closed that you cannot open on your own, it takes a divine intervention. He'll get the person, He'll lead you to people who will make that change in your life. Um, we cannot do that, only God. So, with that note, you just know that if we ask according to His will, He hears us. And that's John, 1 John Chapter 5, verse 14. If you don't have the Bible, I encourage you to download the Bible app to get a little bit of spiritual inspiration, and a little bit of spiritual feeding each day, because we all need that. That's what the that's what the physical church gives us. That's what the pastor gives us, spiritual feeding. That's why we go. We go to get spiritually fed. So get that app to spiritually feed yourself if you can't get on the outside or you're limited to uh, resources or you don't know what church to go to and you don't you're you're intimidated to walk through that church door god will come where you are there's no place that god will not go god holds the keys to heaven and hell so if he'll go in hell to get you he'll sure enough coming where you at it's no place dark enough that you can be in that God won't come. He's the light. When he enter everything scatters. When he enter you know his presence. You Trust and believe in the Lord. Don't let them go from your heart. Don't let them go from your life. And don't let them go from your presence. We are working on a book together, my husband and myself. We are coming up with another book. And we have a lot to offer collaboratively um, because we had a blessing in our life. And it was only through God's will and God's power that it happened. And we take you on that journey. To how that came about and it's an interesting one nonetheless and we encourage you to stay with us and stay tuned because the just cocas have a lot more to offer and it comes in many forms uh do you would, would you like to say something before we we head out
1: yeah you could consider that book we're working on as a spin-off title to 215 it doesn't okay. have a um title yet. It's a working title in progress, but yes. it's a spinoff about my wife's side of it all. Yes. And um, it, it, but it you know it ties them together with my book. And, yes. Um, as far as my next book, I'm working on. It's um a self help book about adult bullying and harassment in the yes. world. Yes. I feel like there's not enough. Books about material on that. Adults being bullied and harassed. There's so much about children and that's all good and fine. You yes. need that. But you right. still need more about adults.
0: Hey, and, and if there's not there is not enough information that you can say that is not is too much information. Any everybody has an issue in their life and if we can give something some sort of resolution to that corner of the world, absolutely. There's nothing that is too great or too grand. So there's every issue that plagues a lot of us, and and especially adults. We go through a lot, and we try to figure it out on our own because we have to. But if we can pick up a book that can help us relate to our own emotions and our own conflicts, that's a beautiful thing because it sheds light on that we're not the only ones, and we can overcome it, and how we can overcome it. Absolutely, And I'll be in touch with you and I'll keep you informed. I'll keep you well informed on uh, what's the next step, what's the next um, project. So please, I ask that you stay with me, stick in with me so that I can share with you not only what's going on in my world, but in the world that I, in the world that I'm aware of um, and plus enlighten you with a spiritual footnote. God bless and have a good day. Hi this is Tamika Jesscoca and I'm sitting here with uh, Jeffrey Jesscoca, my husband, hi. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like you don't know me.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, I just want to tell people about your book. Um, it's just been released on audio, as well as it's available on Amazon. And what other platform is available on?
1: And it's exclusively on Amazon. You can get it in three forms: either paperback, ebook, and now recently an audio book.
0: Okay and this is the audiobook that's just been released yesterday as of yesterday yes um congratulations babe Thank you Yeah
1: uh-huh.
0: I know that I I'm aware of the hard work that you put behind you behind the work and completing it and you was very you was very uh, secretive about your your what you were writing. Now, you didn't want to share it with me. You wanted to do it in a private. I understand that. I know what it is to have to relive your past and write it at the same time. I'm familiar with that, being an author myself. But um, it was interesting seeing you go through the transition and that you went through in writing the uh, memoir. Um, can you give just a little bit insight without giving out too much?
1: Well, yes, 215 was a memoir, you know, about my life when I was age 13 to about age 29. Mm-hmm. It was just so crazy back then in that time frame. It was, it was insane. All, all I went through and all I've experienced and dealt with is very harsh and painful. And, and um, it's just, I, I write about all that.
0: Okay, yeah, I know, I just want to put out there that, you know, I did put a tidbit out that I'm aware that you grew up in a uh, predominantly black community, being the only Caucasian. I know that had to have a profound effect on your um, mental as well as um, in your life. And you share that in your book, is that correct?
1: Correct, yes. Many of my peers, most of my peers were were black most of the women i dated were black and um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: around you know it appears i'm um, i'm around it rubbed off on me the style the clothes the you know yes all, all i that. know and, um, and it's just a lot of people that didn't didn't agree with me the way i dressed the way i you know who i was around friends with who i dated and mm-hmm. from from both sides
0: yeah i i i know exactly what you're talking about uh, being from Philadelphia, growing up in Philadelphia all my life. And, you know, just in general, I know how, um, people can be harsh and where, where one of the harshest critics there are is, uh, Philadelphia, um, residents. And also as well as with the race factor being a play. Um, and then I, I see how I'm treated when I go out with our daughter who looks, um, uh, mostly European than African American or Latino. Um, I, I give a little bit of, uh, my experience of that on the YouTube channel on, of uh, uh, Philly's corner, uh, YouTube channel. And I give a little interview on, on how that affects me and how it affects me and what people do. So I understand that part as far as, um, the, uh, the 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 problem that people gives on both sides i i give it i give i give that example as well and um i'm glad to, sh- to hear that you share that in your book and so that is coming from both sides and it's coming from both sides in two unique ways and it's awesome we need that and we also need to have more you have a lot of therapeutic things in your book and what are some of the things that you were not, uh, you were plagued with not only, you know, the, um, uh, the, uh, backlash of the racial, uh, tension that you endured, but what's some of the things that may have pushed you to certain things that you went through and, and overcame? Could you give just a little bit without giving too much?
1: Okay. When I was only 13, I went through a horrible... Tragedy, witnessing a loved one get shot in the head. Oh
0: wow, yeah. You
1: know, on New Year's one night, and that just after that incident, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder at the age of thirteen. And from from there, kind of things just kind of manifested to like um, serious anxiety issues, being nervous all the time, uh, being quiet all the time in public, you know, because had trust issues and nervousness from the anxiety right. so much and um, I was very depressed I became very depressed back then mm-hmm. you know because I f- nobody wanted to really be friends with me that much because I was too quiet and I, I guess I I don't know people took it the wrong way okay, and um, didn't know what to make of me mm-hmm. and, um, and then as I got older and I, you know, I did find my friends I, you know, stayed around with, you know, we got it. you know, I became like a, a young alcoholic and- Oh, wow. It just got worse and worse as the years went by. And um, and just, and I even, to the point where I would um, pop like Xanax with it and, uh, you know, smoke a weed and all that stuff, just all ways of numbing this, this pain and this hurt <laughs> from the PTSD because I would get flashbacks and nightmares every night almost about that incident playing in my head over and over and over again and um, I also had like a kind of like a issues with girls and stuff mm-hmm. and um, i have mentally abused in a relationship really bad to mm-hmm. the point where I, there was a point where I
0: didn't want to live anymore. Wow. And this breaks my heart here this from my husband. Um I at, although I'm at interviewing you about your book, but it breaks my heart to hear as your wife all what you went through. Um and but I want you to tell the people how you overcame those things because that that's a lot. That was a, that was a a mouthful. So I give give a little bit of insight without giving, again, too much of the book, but how did you overcome and those challenges? I, I'm aware of the strong support system you had with your family, which is definitely, um, definitely something that a person needs is a good support system. And thank God you had that. But give me a little bit of how you overcame and are overcoming, still overcoming this transition in your life from what you endured and how you overcame those things. Can you give me a little bit without giving too much?
1: Yes, back back when I was at my very lowest point, I, I gave up on my faith.
0: The oh, first thing I did wow. was
1: restore my faith. Yes. And, and that alone just turned things yes. around like you wouldn't believe.
0: It's like a magical wine. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. And I can't reiterate that enough. This is what this podcast that I, this platform that I'm using is to let people know that, um, you know, you have to have that spiritual foundation, but I want to go back to something that you said earlier, um, that people, uh, stigmatize, uh, therapy, um, that is something you did to overcome could you elaborate on that a little bit more
1: yes um all because of all the you know anxiety and the depression and uh, the P- ptsd I, I i had to seek therapy it was you know mm-hmm. even though i didn't want to but i i did off and on and i finally stuck with it you have to you have to do it i mean it's you need somebody to talk to you can't just deal with it by yourself because okay. you harbor so much and and uh, they can all be warning signs, warnings of, of um, potential suicide.
0: Yes, absolutely. Now that you say that, I do want to, um, you know, reiterate on that because in the in, in African in an African American community, we tend to shun or shy away from therapy or think that a person seeing a psychiatrist got to be crazy, and we're not going to open up. But that is not. Um, that's not healthy. Um, we 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 come from a hard place. I understand where the stigmatized where the stigmatism come from, evolve from a place of hardness. But the thing is, is that you do need to um, have that support system, and a part of that support system, if it involves having therapy, absolutely. If that is what you need, you must get, and you should get, and don't feel ashamed or don't feel hesitant about doing that, because that is the very thing that can, um, save your life. It can also save other people's lives. Um, it's necessary, um, is, 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 um, encouraged on every level, um, not only spiritually, but, um people who doesn't do not especially those who do not have that spiritual platform or that that spiritual um uh group to go to or mentor or a leader to go to or friend that can help embrace them and give them a little bit of some spirituality and help direct them into the path of you know Seeking God and and conversating with God and having that conversation with God. We can have the conversation with God, but God wants us also to seek help. Charity starts at home. You have to be able to help yourself before you can help anyone else. And helping yourself, you have to acknowledge what it is you need help with and address that. And you did so, and I congratulate and I commend you on that. And I want you to let the people know a little bit more of what they can get from your book and take away from your book.
1: You can get my life story and how crazy it was, and you can get that, that there's hope.
0: Yes, absolutely. All
1: that you know, there's always hope. Never lose sight of it, and I'll never give up on you know.
0: Yes, never give up.
1: Making. Doing whatever it is it takes to make yourself a better person and to you
0: your know, dreams come true.
1: But uh, yes, and um, trust me, you you once you're better, it'll bring nothing but positive things to you, positive people around you. And mm-hmm. um, but for those who doubt that they'll ever get better and don't have really that strong
0: My strong support. supporters
1: or whatnot, and, um. There's always the suicide prevention line, you know, you can Google it and, um, you can even, you don't even have to call the number. You can just chat anonymously with somebody online. You can Google suicide hotline and, um, Absolutely. nowadays, mm-hmm. I mean, there's always, help. but is there
0: a number that we can have to, um, give the people just in case that, you know, not everyone has the, uh, um, ability to network on. Or- on, on the social media or plat- on the electronic platform as some of us. Some of us just old school, old to old timers just sure. need a number.
1: Sure, and, and, and that's fine and great. I understand that. It's on 1-800-273-8255. Did
0: you hear that number? Could you repeat that again?
1: Yes, certainly. It's 1-800-273-8255. Five, five.
0: And this is the suicide prevention hotline. Yes. And if anyone, anywhere, feels though that they can't take it or they can't carry on, and we're going through a very tough time on every and the four corners of this world, there's the coronavirus. There's um uh, um the economic the um uh, suppressed. There is uh all sorts of challenges drug addiction alcoholism uh the lack of support on every level whatever you're going through abuse rather it be physical abuse emotional abuse domestic abuse you call that hotline and you can talk to somebody anonymous anonymously um And I encourage that. No one should have to deal with this, any burden, any obstacles alone. And know this, God is with you. So don't ever feel alone. And if you don't know how to pray, just go in the room and conversate with God. I always say this, and I will continue to say this, because a lot of people are like, I don't know how to pray, I'm so bad, the Lord won't hear me, my prayers will fall on deaf ears. No, that is a lie, that's false. That's that's the furthest thing from the truth. The Lord will hear anyone you call His name; He's there. We are the church. The church belongs in you and and lies in you in your heart. So you keep your faith strong. You keep believing and you trust in the Lord and you call on Him. There's nothing too great or too grand that He can handle. He created all this. He created every. He created the very air we breathe. He created life. He created day and night. So with that being said, if he created create all of this, your problem is minute. It may be a mountain to you, but it's nothing to God. So remember, always call on the Lord. And I'm going to give you something, as I always do. I'm gonna, I, I always want somebody to walk away with something from this. And I'm going to not... Just give you um, 215, which is a great read, and I encourage anyone to read it because um, it's an awesome book and it's coming from an awesome person. I'm not saying it just because he's my husband, I'm saying it because. He has, um, he has a pure heart. He has a good heart. He doesn't want any. He's like me. He doesn't want anyone to not have or not be informed or be misinformed. He wants to give you the information and the tools so that you can be able to apply them to your life and enhance and help your life on every level. So, with that being said, check out two one five and it's spelled out.
1: The words, not the numbers. Yes. All in caps.
0: And it's a picture of on the front so that certain people, and then spell your name so that they can get it right on what's going to be, what's your penman name on the book because, again, I gave it, but it wasn't the absolute correct information. So I want you to clarify that. Can you give it? Yes, my name is Jeff Jaskolka. Spell it out so that they can get it right.
1: (laughs) I know. My whole life, you know last name, but um that would be J A S K O L K A.
0: Yes, and Jeff is your pen name that your name is just called your name is Jeffrey, but you're using it as Yeah,
1: yeah, don't nobody call me Jeffrey except for my family.
0: Yeah, well we wanna (laughs) know that what's on the book. So we know that Jeff Just Coca is on the book and 215 is the title and I'll encourage everyone to check it out and I'm going to leave you with a little spiritual footnote to go on. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. God is not going to give you anything just because you ask for it. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. He's going to supply you with your need, with do you need are you he knows what you're able to handle before you even are aware of what you're able to handle so God is not going to give you something that you cannot handle cannot bear and that if he can if you can't bear it he's in the presence with you and he's going to give you the strength to be able to hold on to be able to get through that next day to get through that next moment To get through that door that's been closed That you cannot open on your own It takes a divine intervention He'll get the person He'll lead you to people Who will make that change in your life Um, We cannot do that Mm -hmm. Only God So with that note You just know that If we ask according to his will He hears us And that's John 1 John chapter 5 Verse 14 if you don't have the Bible, I encourage you to download the Bible app to get a little bit of spiritual inspiration and a little bit of spiritual feeding each day because we all need that. That's what the, that's what the physical church gives us. That's what the pastor gives us, spiritual feeding. That's why we go. We go to get spiritually fed. So get that app to spiritually feed yourself. If you can't get on the outside or you're limited to uh resources or you don't know what church to go to and you don't you're you're intimidated to walk through that church door god will come where you are there's no place that god will not go god holds the keys to heaven and hell so if he'll go in hell to get you he'll sure enough coming where you at it's no place dark enough that you can be in that god won't come he's the light when he enter everything scatters when he enter you know his presence you trust and believe in the Lord don't let them go from your heart don't let them go from your life and don't let them go from your presence we are working on a book together my husband and myself we are coming up with another book and we have a lot to offer collaboratively um, because we had a blessing in our life and it was only through God's will and God's power that it happened and we walk. we take you on that journey to how that came about. And it's an interesting one. Nonetheless. And we encourage you to stay with us. And stay tuned. Because the Just Colkas have a lot more to offer. And it comes in many forms. Uh, do you would, would you like to say something before we, we head out?
1: Yeah, you could consider that book we're working on as a spin-off title, 2215. It doesn't okay. have a... Um, title yet, it's a working title in progress, but yes. it's a spin-off about my wife's side of it
0: all. Yes. And,
1: um, it, it, but it, you know, it ties in together with my book. And, yes. Um, as far as my next book I'm working on, it's, um, a self-help book about adult bullying and harassment in the yes. world. Yes. I feel like there's not enough books about material on that. Adults being bullied and harassed. There's so much about children and that's all good and fine. You yes, need that. But you right. still need more about adults.
0: Hey, and, and if there's not there is not enough information that you can say that is not is too much information. Any everybody has an issue in their life and if we can give something some sort of resolution to that corner of the world, absolutely. There's nothing that is too great or too grand so there's every issue that plagues a lot of us and and especially adults we go through a lot and we try to figure it out on our own because we have to but if we can pick up a book that can help us relate to our own emotions and our own conflicts that's a beautiful thing because it sheds light on that we're not the only ones and we can overcome it and how we can overcome it. Absolutely. And I'll be in touch with you and I'll keep you informed. I'll keep you well informed on uh, what's the next step, what's the next um, project. So please, I ask that you stay with me, stick in with me so that I can share with you not only what's going on in my world, but in the world that I, in the world that I'm aware of. um, And plus enlighten you with a spiritual footnote. God bless, and have a good day. Hi, this is Tamika Coca and I'm sitting here with uh, Jeffrey Duskoka, my husband. Hi! <laughs> Yeah,
1: like you don't know
0: me. I. <laughs> yeah, I just want to tell people about your book. Um, it's just been released on audio, as well as it's available on Amazon. And what other platform is available on?
1: And it's exclusively on Amazon. You can get it in three forms: either paperback, ebook, and now recently an audio book.
0: Okay, and this is the audiobook that's just been released yesterday as of yesterday. Yes. Um congratulations, babe. Thank you. Yeah,
1: uh-huh.
0: I know that I I'm aware of the hard work that you put behind your behind the work and completing it and you was very you was very uh, secretive about your, your what you were writing. Uh, you didn't want to share it with me. You wanted to do it in a private. I understand that. I know what it is to have to relive your past and write it at the same time. I'm familiar with that, being an author myself. But um, it was interesting seeing you go through the transition and that you went through in writing the uh, memoir. Um, can you give just a little bit insight without giving out too much?
1: Well, yes, 215 was a memoir, you know, about my life when I was age 13 to about age 29. Mm-hmm. It was just so crazy back then in that time frame. It was, it was insane. All, all I went through and all I experienced and dealt with is very harsh and painful. And, and um, it just, I, I write about all that
0: okay yeah I know I just want to put out there that you know I did put a tidbit out that I'm aware that you grew up in a uh, predominantly black community being the only Caucasian I know that had to have a profound effect on your um, mental as well as um, in your life and you share that in your book is that correct
1: correct yes Um, many of my peers most of my peers were were black most of the women I dated were black and um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: around you know it appears I'm, I'm around it rubbed off on me the style the clothes the you know yes all I that. know and, um, and it's just a lot of people that didn't didn't agree with me the way I dress the way I you know who I was around friends with who I dated and mm-hmm. from from both sides
0: yeah I, I I know exactly what you're talking about Uh, being from philadelphia growing up in philadelphia all my life and you know just in general i know how um people can be harsh and where we're one of the harshest critics there are is uh philadelphia um residents and also as well as with the race factor being a play um and then i i see how i'm treated when i go out with our daughter who looks um uh, mostly European than African American or Latino. Um, I, I give a little bit of, uh, my experience of that on the YouTube channel on, of uh, uh, Philly's corner, uh, YouTube channel. And I give a little interview on, on how that affect me and how it affects me and what people do. So I understand that part as far as, um, the, uh, the 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 problem that people gives on both sides I I give it I give I give that example as well and um, I'm glad to to hear that you share that in your book and so that is coming from both sides and it's coming from both sides in two unique ways and it's awesome we need that and we also need to have more you have a lot of therapeutic things in your book and what are some of the things that you were not, uh, you were plagued with? Not only, you know, the, uh, the uh, backlash of the racial uh, tension that you endured, but what's some of the things that may have pushed you to certain things that you went through and, and overcame? Could you give just a little bit without giving too much?
1: Okay, when I was only 13, I went through a horrible... Tragedy, witnessing a loved one get shot in the head. Oh
0: wow! Yeah. You
1: know, on New Year's one night, and that just that, after that incident, I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder right, you know, right, at the age right. of thirteen. And from from there, kind of things just kind of manifested to like um, serious anxiety right. issues, being nervous all the time, uh, being quiet all the time in public, you know, because. I had trust issues and nervousness from the anxiety right. so much and um, I was very depressed. I became very depressed back then, mm-hmm. you know, because I f- nobody wanted to really be friends with me as that much because I was too quiet and I, I guess I, I don't know, people took it the wrong way okay, and um, didn't know what to make of me mm-hmm. and, um, and then as I got older, and I, you know, I did find my friends I, you know, stayed around with, you know, we got a, you know, I became like a, a young alcoholic. And oh, wow. It just got worse and worse as the years went by. And, um, and just, and I even, to the point where I would, um, pop like Xanax with it and, uh, you know, smoke weed and all that stuff, just all ways of numbing this, this pain and this hurt. <laughs> From the PTSD, because I would get flashbacks and nightmares every night, almost about that incident, playing in my head over and over and over again. And um, I also had like a kind of like a issues with girls and stuff, Mm -hmm. and um, I mentally abused in a relationship really bad to Mm -hmm. the point where. I, there was a point where
0: I didn't want to live anymore. Wow, and this breaks my heart hearing this from my husband. Um, I, at, although I'm at interviewing you about your book, but it breaks my heart to hear as your wife all what you went through. Um, and but I want you to tell the people how you overcame those things because that that's a lot. That was a, that was a a mouthful. So I give give a little bit of insight without giving again too much of the book, but. How did you overcome in those challenges? I, I'm aware of the strong support system you had with your family, which is definitely, um, definitely something that a person needs. It's a good support system, and thank God you had that. But give me a little bit of how you overcame and are overcoming, still overcoming this transition in your life from what you endured and how you overcame those things. Can you give me a little bit without giving too much?
1: Yes. Back, back when I was at my very lowest point, I, I gave up on my faith.
0: The oh, first thing I did wow. was
1: restore my faith. Yes. And, and that alone just turned things yes. around like you wouldn't
0: believe. It's like a magical wine. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen. And I can't reiterate that enough this is what this podcast that I, this platform that I'm using is to let people know that, um, you know, you have to have that spiritual foundation, but I want to go back to something that you said earlier, um, that people, uh, stigmatize, uh, therapy, um, that is something you did to overcome. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more?
1: Yes, um, all because of all the, you know, anxiety and the depression and uh, the P- PTSD, I, I, I had to seek therapy. It was, you know, mm-hmm. even though I didn't want to, but I, I did off and on, and I finally stuck with it. You have to, you have to do it. I mean, it's, you need somebody to talk to. You can't just deal with it by yourself, because okay. you harbor so much, and, 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 and they can all be warning signs, warnings of, of a, potential
0: suicide yes absolutely now that you say that I do want to um, you know reiterate on that because in in, in African in an in African- American community, we tend to shun or shy away from therapy, or think that a person seeing a psychiatrist got to be crazy, and we're not going to open up. But that is not—that's um, not healthy. Um, we, we 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 come from a hard place. I understand where the stigmatize where the stigmatism come from, evolve from a place of hardness, but. The thing is, is that you do need to um, have that support system. And a part of that support system, if it involves having therapy, absolutely. If that is what you need, you must get and you should get. And don't feel ashamed or don't feel hesitant about doing that. Because that is the very thing that can um, save your life. It can also save other people's lives. Um, it's necessary. um is, is is um encouraged on every level um not only spiritually but um people who doesn't do not especially those who do not have that spiritual platform or that that spiritual um uh group to go to or mentor or a leader to go to or friend that can help embrace them and give them a little bit of some spirituality and help direct them into the path of you know seeking God and and conversating with God and having that conversation with God we can have the conversation with God but God wants us also to seek help charity starts at home you have to be able to help yourself before you can help anyone else and helping yourself you have to acknowledge what it is you need help with and address that and you did so and I congratulate and I commend you on that and i want you to let the people know a little bit more of what they can get from your book and take away from your book
1: you can get my life story and how crazy it was and you can get that, that there's hope
0: yes absolutely all
1: that you know there's always hope never lose sight of it and um never give up on you know
0: yes never give up
1: making doing whatever it is it takes to make yourself a better person and to you
0: your know, dreams come true
1: but I, yes and um trust me you you're, once you're better it'll bring nothing but positive things to you positive people around you and mm-hmm. um but for those who doubt that they'll ever get better and don't have really that strong,
0: Not strong support.
1: supporters or whatnot um there's always the suicide prevention line you know you can google it and um you can you don't even have to call the number you can just chat anonymously with somebody online you can google suicide hotline and um nowadays Mm -hmm. I mean there's always but is
0: there a number that we can have to um give to people just in case that you know not everyone has the uh um ability to network on. on, on the social media or plat- on the electronic platform as some of us. Some of us just old school, old, to old timers just sure. need a number.
1: Sure, and, and, and that's fine and great. I understand that. It's on 1-800-273-8255. Did you
0: hear that number? Could you repeat that again?
1: Yes, certainly. It's 1-800-273-8255. Five, five.
0: And this is the suicide prevention hotline. Yes. And if anyone, anywhere, feel as though that they can't take it or they can't carry on, and we're going through a very tough time on every and the four corners of this world, there's the coronavirus. There's um uh, um the economically the, um, uh, suppressed. There is uh all sorts of challenges drug addiction alcoholism uh the lack of support on every level whatever you're going through abuse whether it be physical abuse emotional abuse domestic abuse you call that hotline and you can talk to somebody anonymous anonymously um And I encourage that no one should have to deal with this any burden any obstacles alone and know this God is with you So don't ever feel alone. And if you don't know how to pray just go in the room and conversate with God I always say this and I will continue to say this because a lot of people like I don't know how to pray Oh, I'm so bad. The Lord won't hear me. My prayers will fall on deaf ears. No, that is a lie. That's false that's that's the furthest thing from the truth. The Lord will hear anyone you call His name; He's there. We are the church. The church belongs in you and and lies in you in your heart. So you keep your faith strong. You keep believing and you trust in the Lord and you call on Him. There's nothing too great or too grand that He can handle. He created all this. He created every. He created the very air we breathe. He created life. He created day and night. So with that being said, if he can create all of this, your problem is minute. It may be a mountain to you, but it's nothing to God. So remember, always call on the Lord. And I'm going to give you something, as I always do. Gonna, I, I always want somebody to walk away with something from this. And I'm going to not just give you um, 215, which is a great read. And I encourage anyone to read it because... Um, it's an awesome book, and it's coming from an awesome person. I'm not saying it just because he's my husband. I'm saying it because he has, um, he has a pure heart. He has a good heart. He doesn't want any. He's like. Me, huh? He doesn't want anyone to not have Or not be informed Or be misinformed He wants to give you the information and the tools So that you can be able to apply them to your life And it can enhance and help your life On every level So with that being said Check out 215 And it's spelled out
1: The words not the numbers Yes All in caps
0: And it's a picture of on the front so that certain people and then spell your name so that they can get it right on what's going to be what's your penman name on the book because again I gave it but it wasn't the absolute correct information so I want you to clarify that can you give it
1: yes my name is Jeff Jaskolka
0: spell it out so that they can get it right
1: <laughs> I know my whole life you know yeah. last name but um that would be J A S K O L K A.
0: Yes, and Jeff is your pen name. That your name Je- is Juskolka, your name is Jeffrey, but you're using it as. oh
1: yeah, sh- yeah, don't nobody call me Jeffrey except for my family. Yeah, well, we want to <laughs> know that what's on the
0: book, so we know that Jeff Just Coca is on the book, and two one five is yeah. the title. And I'll encourage everyone to check it out. And I'm going to leave you with a little spiritual footnote to go on. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. If we ask according to his will, he hears us. God is not going to give you anything just because you ask for it. Doesn't mean you're going to get it. He's going to supply you with your need. What do you need? Are you, he knows what you're able to handle before you even are aware of what you're able to handle. So God is not going to give you something that you cannot handle, cannot bear, and that if he can, if you can't bear it. He's in the presence with you and he's going to give you the strength to be able to hold on, to be able to get through that next day, to get through that next moment, to get through that door that's been closed that you cannot open on your own. It takes a divine intervention. He'll get the person. He'll lead you to people who will make that change in your life. Um, We cannot do that. Only Mm -hmm. God. So with that note, you just know that. If we act according to His will, He hears us, and that's John, 1 John, Chapter Five, Verse Fourteen. If you don't have the Bible, I encourage you to download the Bible app to get a little bit of spiritual inspiration, and a little bit of spiritual feeding each day, because we all need that. That's what the that's what the physical church gives us. That's what the pastor gives us spiritual feeding. That's why we go. We go to get spiritually fed. So get that app to spiritually feed yourself. If you can't get on the outside or you're limited to, uh, resources, or you don't know what church to go to and you don't, you're, you're intimidated to walk through that church door, God will come where you are. There's no place that God will not go. God holds the keys to heaven and hell. So if he'll go in hell to get you, he'll sure enough coming where you at. It's no place dark enough that you can be in that God won't come. He's the light. When he enter, everything scatters. When he enter, you know his presence. You trust and believe in the Lord. Don't let him go from your heart. Don't let him go from your life. And don't let him go from your presence. We are working on a book together, my husband and myself. We are coming up with another book. And we have a lot to offer collaboratively um, because we had a blessing in our life and it was only through God's will and God's power that it happened and we walk we take you on that journey to how that came about and it's an interesting one nonetheless and we encourage you to stay with us and stay tuned because the Just Colca's have a lot more to offer and it comes in many forms uh do you what would, would you like to say something before we we head
1: out. Yeah, you could consider that book we're working on as a spinoff title to Two One Five. It doesn't okay. have a um title yet. It's a working title in progress, but yes. it's a spinoff about my wife's side of it all. Yes, and um, it, it, but it you know it ties in together with my book. And, yes. Um, as far as my next book, I'm working on. It's um a self help book about adult bullying and harassment in the yes. world. Yes. I feel like there's not enough books about Material on that. Adults being bullied and harassed. There's so much about children and that's all good and fine. You yes. need that. But you right. still need more about adults. Hey,
0: and, and if there's not there is not enough information that you can say that is not is too much information. Any everybody has an issue in their life and if we can give something, some sort of resolution to that corner of the world, absolutely. There's nothing that is too great or too grand. So there's every issue that plagues a lot of us, and and especially adults. We go through a lot, and we try to figure it out on our own because we have to. But if we can pick up a book that can help us relate to our own emotions and our own conflicts, that's a beautiful thing because it sheds light on that we're not the only ones, and we can overcome it, and how we can overcome it. Absolutely. And I'll be in touch with you and I'll keep you informed. I'll keep you well informed on uh, what's the next step, what's the next um, project. So please, I ask that you stay with me, stick in with me so that I can share with you not only what's going on in my world, but in the world that I, in the world that I'm aware of um, and plus enlighten you with a spiritual footnote. God bless